There is a difference between raising kids who do their best and raising kids that feel the pressure to do their best. And there's a difference. That motivation, that intrinsic motivation is coming from two very different places. And as entrepreneurs, we might be uh, a subset of the parenting population that's doing more damage than good in this category. And I know because I keep messing this one up personally. So today we're talking about how, as entrepreneurs, we may be preaching one thing while modeling another and how it's affecting our kids and how our kids are under more pressure than ever and what we can do to raise hardworking kids that do give it their all because that's just who they are innately without feeling like they're drowning under the weight of having to do it all. Okay, let's raise them up right. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you, this short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them up right. I was literally just venting to my husband, Michael, today about my, I don't know, endless frustrations with how some things have been going in business, in life, you know, just looking at the negative, I'm being totally frank and honest with you. We've taken on a lot these last few months, and I felt like I'm working within a pressure cooker. And it, I did it to myself. This is not, I'm not playing victim here. I am the dope who created <laughs> this this weight that I'm under. And with each passing minute, lately it's felt like it's gotten more intense. So I was rambling to him about how I fell short on a goal that I set and how I didn't like how one of my presentations came out for this event that we're hosting and this talk that I'm giving and how I felt like if I had just worked a little harder on that sales sequence we were testing, we would have seen a better click-through rate and that would have affected the bottom line. And he just kind of stopped me in my tracks and said, Liz, are you listening to yourself right now? And of course I get pigheaded. And I'm like, what do you mean am I listening to myself? Like <laughs> attitude. I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, you are putting so much pressure on yourself. Why can't you see the wins that we're having? Why aren't you taking the data and applying it for better next time? Why are you just looking for all the ways that you have to put more and more pressure on top of yourself? And he was so right. I was in an admittedly ugly mood and I was not only complicit in my own negativity, I was fuel on the fire. So here's the cool part and the dangerous part of entrepreneurship. We get to be the boss, right? We get to set the expectations. We get to set the deadlines. We put in the effort and we experience the positive or negative outcomes of those efforts. So what's the dangerous part then? Well, we get to set the expectation, right? And how often do we get that part wrong? How often do we place an expectation on ourselves based on what's happening in the market, based on what our peers are doing, based on what we think should be the next 
goal or metric that we hit. And that leads to a level of pressure that takes us out of integrity with who we know we're called to be and how we actually want to live. Because I know when I feel this way, when I feel this pressure, I'm not happy. I'm not showing up as the best version of myself in my business or as a mother. I'm not leading the people that have come along for the ride and entrusted me in guiding them and supporting them in their business. I'm I'm leading from a place of lack and scarcity and need and selfishness instead of just doing what I do and pouring into them and showing up as best as I can and trusting that that's how I'm I'm supposed to show up and I'm thinking so inward. Right? When I am in this mode, I am inward. I am woe is me. Why can't I do this? This is how I feel and I'm not pouring outward. I'm not doing what we called in a previous episode, overflow leadership, where I am literally bubbling over with all the goodness I have to offer. I'm instead scraping my way by and it feels like pressure. How often do we set this expectation and then we hit it? We actually hit the goal. And then we wonder why we didn't push harder or how we could have done even better. If we could have hit it that low, we should have gone even higher. And there's no celebrating. It's just finding the holes. And if we set an expectation and we do our best to achieve that expectation or that goal and we fall short, we all know the spiral that we willingly jump into after that happens as entrepreneurs. So what's the big deal with that? Well, aside from the fact that it's literally putting up a wall between us and joy, us and possibility, it's also teaching our kids that giving it your all isn't enough, that falling short, that defines you, that hitting the goal means you didn't set it big enough and not hitting the goal represents you not being good enough. And that pressure is how you find success, metrics, production, achievement, they all define our value and our worth. I was texting with a dear friend of mine because Michael's like, you need to reach out to her and she needs to put you in your place. She's kind of the one that just always grounds me. And I was texting her and I'm like, all right, Michael told me I can't be an island. (laughs) I can't be uh, just stewing in my own misery. I have to talk to you and you need to put me in, in my place. And she told me that her response was, businesses are measured, people are loved. Businesses are measured, people are loved. When I was venting all those negative thoughts to my husband, I was coming from a place of measuring myself. I wasn't objectively looking at the business and being able to say, okay, those weren't the numbers we were aiming at. What can we do better next time? I was looking at those numbers and they were a reflection of me. And that's a dangerous thing. And I'm going to talk about why it's so dangerous as parents to be modeling that for our kids. And my friend responded to me and she was saying that validation and truth comes from the inside out, not the outside in. I was doing everything from the outside in. If we're modeling that at home and that's how they're also being, our kids are also being led at school, it's no wonder that we're seeing a generation with the highest suicide rates that have ever existed, anxiety, depression, highest levels of achievement with the lowest levels of self-esteem or satisfaction. Kids are getting pressured from every angle. And if we are making our home a place where they're witnessing 
the defeat that we feel when we're measuring ourselves by our business metrics or wins or losses, they take that on as this is, okay, this is how I measure myself. And I think sometimes too, the culture just dictates that kids have to, they have to put the pressure on to even be remotely competitive, to even be considered or seen. I was talking with one of my team members and she was saying how one of her girls who's so brilliant and so beautiful and such a hard worker and only 10 years old was coming home and she was doing homework till like 11 o'clock at night. And Caitlin and her husband were like cutting her off. They're like, no, this is no, this is not how our family operates. This is not okay." And and she was saying to her mom, well, this is what I like. I have to do this or else I'm not going to get it done. She's like, great. Tell your teacher that your mother said no. Your mother said no. Like, you're not giving up sleep to get this work done. You're a great student. You do your best, but this is obscene. And I think sometimes we have to take back those reins with our kids because it is out of control. The expectation placed on our kids is out of control and it's not serving them. And isn't that the whole damn point? If we're putting our kids in school or we're homeschooling or we're whatever, isn't it for the service of our children, the, the development of our kids, the possibility? At what point does it tip from development to detriment? There's a track for college and where you land on that track determines your values, right? Back to what my friend told me businesses are measured, people are loved. Same with our students, our kids. But we're measuring them based on their output. Look at grades. They have to do well in everything or else we're hyper-focusing on the one area where they, they aren't a straight A. Or sports. Kids now have to be on the most competitive teams from super young ages to outperform their peers to get even a shot at playing at a higher level or getting a scholarship in a really saturated world, SAT scores, IQ. But we're not looking at the the things that actually determine what will allow our kids to thrive as adults. The crap that we're measuring right now is allowing them to find success as a student, to get into a college. But why are kids the most educated ever? yet the dumbest ever, the least wholesome success ever, the least joy, the highest suicide rates, the highest rates of depression and anxiety, the worst relationships, because we're measuring things that do not dictate their level of possibility and success as adults. We're not looking at EQ, emotional intelligence. We're not looking at joy. We're not looking at the growth and the progress. We're not looking at their passions being nurtured. We're not looking at their confidence. We're not looking at their faith. We're not looking at their relationships and their abilities to communicate outside of a device where they only know how to send fraction sentences with emojis because they haven't even learned how to have actual conversations looking someone in the eye and learn how to Uh, face conflict and solve problems. We're not looking at morality. So all the things that will actually determine how their life shakes out is not even what's being measured. So how can we raise kids to work hard to do their best without the pressure of needing to be perfect or needing to perform? So first and foremost is waking up to what we're modeling as entrepreneurs at home. 
how are we putting pressure on ourselves? And I am 100% speaking to myself here because I, this is one of my biggest struggles. The second thing is opening the lines of communication with our kids, sharing about the times where we fell short of a goal, but how we're extracting that information and we're going to step into new possibilities next time and what, what good came from it and how it's not an indicator of our worth or our value. And we need to share about the disappointments, but then the reminder how this is how we grow. This is par for the course. This is part of the process. The third thing is remembering that we set the standards for our children, not the schools. When my team member, Caitlin, cut her daughter off from doing homework, knowing that she might go into school and get her, you know, metaphorically get her wrist slapped. Great. Caitlin's the mom. She's the one raising this girl. Not the school. You set the standards. So if her grade gets docked because of it, she's not going to get punished at home because she was living in integrity with what they value. The fourth thing is helping your kids really find their spark. Some of these kids are so lost because they're being forced to be the best in everything and they don't even care about the things that they're fighting so hard for. They don't even love soccer even though they're in practice 20 hours a week. They're not even passionate about the subject that they're pushing so hard and they're in the AP classes and they're getting the credits. So help them find the things that light them up so that they can have passions because that does bring kids better quality of life and more joy and allow them to gravitate towards that bent, even if it means not being the best in some other things that just don't seem to click with them. So if you need help with that, we have a free tool that we want to gift you. It's called Finding Your Child's Spark and Teaching You How to Nurture It as a Parent. You can go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash spark and download that and print it out. That's a tool that we use in our family all the time that's been helping us really identify the metrics and the things in our kids that actually matter that, you know, the school or even our kids on their own might not be able to identify without some support from their parents. And the final thing is create metrics that matter for their heart, their confidence, their development. Recognize the areas of them and their life that actually uh, represent who they are at the core and how they're living their purpose and how they're contributing to the world. It's not all benchmarks based on what the school says or what society says. You get to recognize what matters in your children. Okay. I think this is an important one, so if it spoke to you, please share it. I feel like our kids are under so much pressure, and my hope is that this reroutes us as parents to support our children and taking some of that pressure off and helping them become who they're really called to be. Let's raise them up right. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed, and if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy, I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.